0: Happy New Year, Healthy Mama fam. I'm Chris Dovniak, your host. And something I like to do at the start of every new year is to take a few days and reset my kitchen. So I'm starting the new year with a kitchen that's organized and ready for me to plan, prep, and create healthy meals all year long. And I thought this year... I would take you along with me. So over the first five days of the new year, we're gonna be going through my five kitchen reset steps. I'll be sharing here on the podcast in short and sweet mini sodes, so check back in each day this week, as well as over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris over there, so you can see the process in action. Don't forget to download the printables that go along with the challenge. You can find them at the link in the show notes or bit.ly slash hmkreset. That's H-M-K in all caps and RESET in all lowercase. So bit.ly slash H-M-K, all caps, RESET, all lowercase. So let's dive in to today's reset topic. (music) Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort, let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama Kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome to day two of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Reset. Yesterday, we talked all about how to clean and declutter your cupboards and your drawers, and how to organize your kitchen into zones for more efficient cooking. Today, we are diving into our pantry. I know, depending on how big or how stuffed your pantry is, diving into the pantry can feel daunting. But all I want you to do today is enough to feel like you have made progress, There's no perfection in this little five-day challenge, whatever you want to call it. Whatever time you have, whether it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or an hour, I want you to just open those pantry doors and give your pantry a good, hard look. Why are we doing this? Well, number one, we want to clear out anything old to make space for a fresh start. We want to be able to see what we have so we can use it. And that brings us to number two to encourage us to actually use what we have. This will save us money by helping us to shop our pantry before we shop the store. I actually want to encourage you to wait to grocery shop, if you can, before you're done with the next couple of days of recess. Knowing what you have can be a powerful way to shift your spending and simplify the meal planning process. We're going to talk a lot more about grocery budgeting here on the podcast in the upcoming weeks. One of the best things you can do is use what you have first. So what are we going to do in our pantry today? First and foremost, if you haven't downloaded the worksheet packet with the pantry inventory worksheet, I encourage you to do so or grab your Healthy Mama Meal Planner, which has a quarterly pantry and freezer inventory in it. So you're going to go ahead and you are going to start that process. Number one, shelf by shelf, sort through your pantry. Remove anything that's no longer good. Now, keep in mind, canned goods do go bad but they might last longer than you think. As a rule of thumb, high acid canned goods like tomatoes and citrus fruits keep for up to one and a half years. Low acid canned goods, that's pretty much everything else, vegetables, meat, fish, so like tuna, salmon, these will last for up to five years. If you didn't already know it, the sell by date label is actually aimed at retailers and it tells them the date the product should be sold or removed from shelf life. It doesn't mean the product's unsafe to consume after that date, because typically a third of a product's shelf life remains after the sell by date for the consumer to use at home. So that's a third. So if it says it expires in 2024, you likely have until 2025 or 2026 until that actually goes bad. The best by date is a suggestion to the consumer on which date the product should be consumed for ideal quality, but not necessarily safety. So it's up to you to be the judge here. If you have canned goods from 1996, I highly recommend you get rid of them. But if you have canned goods that have just recently expired in 2022, they might be okay, unless you know it's been in your pantry for much longer than a year or two. So, once you figure this out, you're gonna get rid of any expired tomato sauces, stale cereal, crackers, anything that isn't good any longer. Number two, you're gonna remove everything from your pantry within reason. So, when I did my pantry, I took out everything except the canned goods I knew were still good. I bought them all recently, so I just went through made sure the ones that were expiring sooner were in the front. That's the first in, first out method. I'll talk about that briefly in just a minute. So I moved those things to the front and just left those in there, took everything else out because there were things that I wanted to get rid of, things I wanted to decant into other containers, into airtight containers to keep them a little bit longer. So everything else I took out, wiped down the shelves, vacuumed the floor, give your pantry a fresh start. And then number three, while everything's removed, this is when you want to do your inventory before you put things back. So there are four parts to your pantry inventory. I've actually started categorizing my pantry inventory a little bit more specifically than I did in previous years because it's, I think it's helpful to have the category, whether it's you know nuts and seeds or grains or dried beans or dried fruit, whatever it is, the item. So the actual name of the item, the quantity, and here is where I am kind of changing things up a little bit. I've started encouraging a checkmark system. I used to just write down the amount, and I noticed that as I keep a capsule pantry, and I know a lot of you do too, I typically I typically filter in the same items pretty often. So things like canned tomatoes and black beans, I have often. So instead of having them, like taking up all of this space by adding a complete new line When I bring in new canned black beans, for instance, I'll write down how many I have and the unit. So one can, for instance, or one cup of a dried item, and then I will just cross them off as I use them up. So I will do a check mark, one can or three cans, whatever I have, and then just cross them out. And so I can continue to update that inventory rather than adding in new lines. I just use that same line and update the quantity. And then expiration date is also helpful here so you know how long things have been in your pantry. Finally, number four, you're going to return everything to your pantry. You are going to decant anything you need to that might be in a bag into an airtight container as much as possible, or at least a mason jar, something that has a closed lid. This is going to keep it from going bad. If you don't have any containers and you do have some money to invest in them, I recommend checking out Marshalls, TJ Maxx. These places tend to have OXO containers and other airtight containers for much less expensive than you can get at say, the container store. Amazon is a good place for this as well. So if you can, decant anything like your flowers and your sugars and your nuts and seeds into airtight or closed containers to keep them a little bit longer. One of my favorite containers is the cereal container. So we have an OXO cereal container that I swear keeps cereal good for like weeks on end. My kids don't eat a ton of cereal, but they like having it on hand for a quick breakfast or for snacks. And so this cereal container is a game changer. Funny enough, I actually went through and took some cereal out of the cereal container because it had actually gone bad because it had been so long since my kids finish the cereal but that's okay <laughs> they still it still does it it still serves its purpose it still lasted a lot longer than it would otherwise so return everything to your pantry. I recommend putting like with like for easier access. So this can be how you use them so baked are I- baking items for instance or what they're like so canned items, snacks go together, breakfast items, condiments, oils and vinegar. I recommend keeping the things that you use regularly where you can see them. So when you do go to use your on-hand list at the end of the week, when you're going to do your meal planning for the following week, you can see the things you use most regularly right there. I recommend labeling. I will admit, not everything in my pantry is labeled right now because I've yet to find my label maker after our move. Yes, our move was in September. But once I find that label maker, everything will be labeled. (laughs) But labeling things is a great way, especially if it's a homemade item. So I typically use mason jar tops that are plastic. I think I get them at Walmart. And I usually get them. They come in like packs of three or four. And I will write on them with Sharpies. And if you just wash them off once you're done using that mason jar, uh, it's pretty easy to wash off the Sharpie. Lemon essential oil works really well to get Sharpie off as a random side tip if you do need to get Sharpie off. So things like homemade granola, I like to make sure I write the date so they're not staying in there for too long. And again, it encourages me to use them, especially when I put those things in the front, which brings me to the FIFO system. This is actually an accounting term, but it's also used in food safety. So it stands for first in, first out. The general idea is moving items that expire first to the front of your pantry, of your freezer, of your fridge to encourage you to use them first. Some people go as far as not using the items behind until you use the items in the front. I don't personally think you need to be that stringent, but it does remind you to use them because out of sight, out of mind, right? So when they're in sight, you're more likely to include them into your meal plan. Or maybe you develop that strategy of going, okay, these things have been in my pantry for a while because they're in the front. I'm going to try to incorporate them into my meal plan. All right, here we are. You made it. You went through your pantry. You went through removed anything that's no longer good, you wiped it down, you did your inventory, so now you know what you have on hand, you can use it in your meal plan and save money this upcoming month, then you returned everything to your pantry, you put it back in groups of like things, whatever makes the most sense to you, and hopefully you're also starting to use that FIFO system so you start using those items that are going to expire first to avoid them actually expiring before you use them. How good does that feel? I love the feeling of having a freshly organized pantry, a freshly organized kitchen. There's just something about it that makes me want to actually get into the kitchen and cook. You are going to feel so good at the end of this week. If you're not following along over on Instagram, definitely check in with me. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris. I want you to tag me with your progress. If you haven't downloaded the worksheet packet, it's free. That goes along with this little five-day challenge. Head to the link in the show notes. It's bit.ly slash H-M-K, all caps, reset, R-E-S-T, lowercase. Links in the show notes. I'll catch you tomorrow for day three. Thank you for listening to a Mama's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to healthymamacriscom slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at healthymamacris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.